You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. So what causes the problem? We separate. In other words, people start in the hope of God doing something. Then they get into the difficult part. And they think that God has changed. And so what happens is they get offended and they separate themselves from the love of God. That God came to the nation of Israel, brought them out of Egypt. They got into the wilderness, which was part of the process of getting into the promised land, that is a land flowing with milk and honey. And they thought God had separated himself, not knowing that they were the ones who separated. The wilderness could not. It is a decision that they made. It is what they voiced out. They said, it's the Lord among us. Let us go back. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 to 5 in the Living Bible Translation. Quickly, because of time, let me just go straight to it. Living Bible Translation. Romans 5. Of, Romans 5, 1 to 5. So now, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, all right, King James says, since we've been justified, all right, through faith, we have peace with God, all right, by faith in his promises, we can have real peace with him, because of what Jesus our Lord has done for us. Next verse. For because of our faith, he brought us into this place of highest privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to actually becoming all that God has in mind for us to be. Now verse 3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Now before you get to the manifestation, it says there'll be tribulation. For we know that they are good for us, that they help us learn to be patient. And patience develops strength of character in us. In other words, he just wants to give you the capacity to handle what he is bringing. Do you get what I'm saying here? He wants to give you the capacity. The only reason why there's any form of tribulation is to cause you to develop the character to handle the exceeding abundantly above. Character in us and helps us to trust God more each time. Or else, if he gives you the abundance, you will stop following Jesus. So listen, even because there was some development there in Peter, when he got the abundance of fish, which was beyond his first goal, he even left the fish to follow Jesus. Uh, Do you get what I'm saying here? In other words, the instructions of Jesus become paramount to you. Now, let's go go here. It says, patient verb or trust God each time we use it until finally our hope and faith is strong and steady. Verse 5. Put message translation. I knew there was something wrong with that translation. All right. It's good up to this point. Let's just do verse 5 in message translation. Verse 5. All right. Message. In a large expectancy such as this. It's even good that you said it. Those first first four verses are better in um, the living Bible than Verse 5 is better in message. So I've learned something now. In a large expect- expectancy such as this, we are never left feeling what? Short-changed. Quite to the contrary, we can't round up enough containers 
to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. In other words, when he says the love of Jesus is shed abroad, it means the containers cannot hold what he's bringing. And this is consistent with scripture, we'll see, that where the love of God is poured forth, containers, nobody can hold what it is always in abundance. Even when he multiplied loaves, it is always exceedingly what? Abundant. God is lavish when we experience his love. Are you, you understand what I'm saying? That, now, we, we might, if you think you, know, you, know, you want to end it, that, that's the problem. Uh, and you can even have a, you, you know, a, a small thinking and you have this small uh, mindset here where you, you, you know somebody can buy you a car and you look at the car and say, why did you waste money on this kind of, look, this one is too much for me. You, you get what I'm saying here? I, I mean, you don't know what I'm saying. Uh -huh. That why? The small car was enough. Although people are changing now, sure. but the small car is enough. But what's all this now? All right? Everything God does, he does in abundance. Anywhere you have shortage, is man doing it. Nobody here is struggling to breathe air. That's God that does that. He's in abundance. I mean, if you go to the sea and anybody's taking water out of the ocean, nobody's going to say, why, wait, 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 what's going on? Calm down. I mean, you want the water to finish? That thought is not there. It says, consider the lilies, which today and tomorrow they are gone. Solomon in all of his array was not arrayed clothing. There was not arrayed. He says, he says, if those ones today are and tomorrow are gone, how much more? You know what that means? It's like saying a growing child, uh, the child will change the size all right, within three months. And you now go and buy, say, well, I like this sneakers. It's $650 for the child. And they say, look, look, what are you doing? $650 for three months. Three months. Oh, that's, that doesn't make sense now. Just buy $50 so that you keep. God is like that. So you better be comfortable with God. Now, if you don't have that kind of thing there, which means you know the God you are dealing with. And he says this is the kind. You won't have containers there. All right? He always does things there in, in abundance. That's why it's rivers that flow out when you come to him to drink. So what causes the problem? We separate. In other words, people start in the hope of God doing something. Then they get into the difficult part. And they think that God has changed. And so what happens is they get offended and they separate themselves from the love of God. That God came to the nation of Israel, brought them out of Egypt. They got into the wilderness, which was part of the process of getting into the promised land, that is a land flowing with milk and honey. And they thought God had separated himself, not knowing that they were the ones who separated the wilderness could not. It is a decision that they made. It is what they voiced out. They said, it's the Lord among us. Let us go back. We see this in Isaiah 49 verse 13. And look at the build of Isaiah 49 verse 13. It says, sing, all right, Isaiah 49 13. It talks about, sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. 
But Zion said, and this is where you separate yourself. Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. In other words, they judged him by what was going on on the outside when they were going through a process. All right, the Lord has forgotten. That's the separation. Now, God says, all right, replies and says, I cannot separate myself from you. Next verse, please. It says, can a woman forget her sucking child that should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, but I will not forget thee. And then he goes on, behold, I've engraven thee upon the palms of my hands. Your walls are continuously before me. And then he now says, this is what will have happened if you had in the difficult places started singing. He said, your children, which means everything will have been gravitating towards you. The destroyers that made the waste will have gone forth of thee. Lift up your eyes round about, behold, they all gather themselves together and come. As I live, see the Lord, thou shalt clothe, you will clothe yourself with them all as an ornament and bind them as a bride doeth. Then he says, for thy waste places and thy desolate places and the land of destruction shall even be too narrow. In other words, too small. He always exceeds by reason of the inhabitants and they that swallow thee up will be far away. And then he says, the children which thou shalt have after you have lost the other shall say in thine ears, this place is too what? Straight, small. Give place for me that I may dwell. He says, then thou shalt say in your heart, this is the experience who hath begotten me all these. In other words, when you experience the love of God, you say in your heart, where did this come from? When Peter experienced the love of Jesus in the abundance of fish, boat sinking, net breaking, he said, I am a sinner in the sense that I'm not worthy. There's nothing I've done to have experienced this kind of thing. All right? He said here, depart from me, I'm a sinful, which means that this is too much. He saw who God was, that this, to do this for me as a person, okay? And this is what he wants us to personally experience, and so we can go out and be loving people, because this is what happens in our own lives, and be helpful, and be generous, all right, unto people, because of this experience. Jonah did the same thing. In Jonah chapter 2 and verse 8, Jonah said, they that observe lying vanities, do what? Forsake. All right? The vanities don't separate you. You that observe them now separate yourself from the mercy. Do you see what I'm saying here? It says, they that observe it forsake, which means the love is there, but it's also, I say, God, so we are the ones who separate ourselves. Tribulation doesn't, persecution doesn't, famine doesn't, except you now decide and say that God must not be with me in this situation, not knowing that God was in the process. In fact, one translation says that when you went through this land, where you sought, where you hungered and all that. He said, I was in the process of bringing you into the promised land. That's the process there. So that when it hits you, and, 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 and let's just say the millions of dollars come, you will still wake up in the morning and say, God, what seeth thou? It won't be now I can finance it. I'm no longer praying. Are you following what I'm saying here? Uh, you will sit down if you're a children's talk. I mean, one of the big, I mean, what's his name? Chica Fila. What's that? Is that what it's called? What's that? That's it called, Chica. Oh, he's, he's a billionaire. He has been teaching children's church, class six to class nine, 
for almost 40 years in his church. He hasn't changed. He doesn't open on Sunday. That's your problem. He says he's going to church. Everybody should go. It doesn't change. And they asked him, what is your greatest, where do you get your greatest fulfillment? He said, those children I taught, seeing them as doctors, lawyers, engineers, with the values that we instill to them in children's church, gives me more satisfaction than the billions. And he's saying the truth. All right? But if you don't go through all of that, $100 million comes in, and you just walk into service. All right? The chip comes on your shoulder before you know what's happening. So God says, look, let's refine you to be able to bless you. That's all. And he says, if you now judge my love based on what is going on on the outside, you know where the problem is. That means you're not mature. So that's what the love of God is. All right? So how do we experience this? We don't, all right, forsake it. And I'll bring the close here. And if you are going through anything now, then God wants to do exceeding abundantly above anything that you will ask, all right, or imagine. And he knows your living right is based on, all right, how much you have experienced his love. You know, a company in America, I can't remember this one, they said we put security around to stop people from stealing. The stealing didn't go down. Until we realized in a particular store that the theft in that place was very low. So we went to investigate. We saw that the people there that work there are very nice and hospitable people. Then we realized the human nature is less likely to do harm to people that showed them or so. We now had greeters in our church instead of increased security. So as people are coming in, they will hug them. How are you? I hope your day has gone well. That you are less likely to enter. Your conscience will tell you, this would have greeted me well. Why should I be stealing things from their job? <laughs> when you experience the love of God, you are more likely to obey him. So Ephesians chapter 3 verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, depth, height, and to know that no there is to experience the love of Christ that passes all knowledge, or past knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to his power that is in us. Now here's the point. In the Old Testament, where was the temple of God? It was a building somewhere or a tent. Today, our body is the what? Temple. 
And our hearts is the dwelling place of God. So it says you might be filled with the fullness of God now unto him that is able to do. Now if you look at 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14, it says, It came to pass, as the trumpeters and singers as was one, to make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking God. Uh, I must say, watch some of the, what do you call it yesterday? It's not intense. What do you call it? Oh, it's deeper. Very powerful. I know why those kind of sessions are good. This is the reason why. You see it here. Listen to what I'm about to say. They are more powerful than prayer sessions. Did you hear what I said? Just coming to worship God makes you get things you are not praying about. As I asked um, Pastor Adipo, he wasn't exaggerating, he wasn't I. He said, look. I said, what is, how do you pray? Because the secret of men is in their prayers. Because what you see openly is what you pray in secret. So if you want to know if things are happening on the outside, well, you should go and find out what are you saying to God. He said, 95% of my prayers are thanksgiving. See, one day, they asked me. He found out it was my birthday, so he told his son to ask me what I wanted for my birthday. Ah. (laughs) I rubbed my hands. I said, I'm coming. Let me think. Then I came back to them. I said, the hidden minister's conference you do that you never sell and never goes public. Can you give me the seed? No, the CDs. Ah! They said, you have asked for a hard thing. Because I know you have closed door meetings that you record and it's only kept. That one. Give me. I don't want money. I want to hear that wisdom. Ah! They said, okay, we'll give you this set. So they gave me. There are things he said there. Oh, no, 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 no. Nah, nah. It can't be said outside. In fact, in, as he started the meeting, he just said, if anybody has their phone on, please, if you're sitting beside them, just tell the usher he'll be carried out. At the end of this meeting, we'll release him from where. That's how deep it was. And he talked about the breaking of their, one of the things he said, of their churches in Abuja at one point. I won't say who did it. He said, he went to meet God, and God said, give me three days of thanksgiving. Don't ask me for anything. He said, that never happened in his life. He said, ah, three days, just to be thanking. He woke up in the morning. Thank me. You know, if you are praying, 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 it's hard to stop praying. I hope you know that. Because our nature is, we like works. Aluta, we like that thing. He said, to cut the long story short, he said 100 churches came out of three days of thanksgiving. Then he discovered the power of that thing. So I knew when he was saying publicly that 95% of thanksgiving, I knew that he wasn't saying it that it's from an experience. So let's look at here. It says, praising and thanking God. And when they lifted up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised God, 
What did he say? Saying. In other words, it wasn't about just saying anything. Say. He tells us what they were praising. What they were saying. Saying, for his what? Good. Which means, they that observe lying vanities forsake the mercy of God. What they said was, and this was in difficult times, saying, for he is good. And his mercy or compassion, loving kindness, endureth forever. It says that then, which means then, when they sang that, then the house was filled. Who is the house now? You. Gets filled with the fullness of God. It is at that point that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above. What they sang was that the Lord is good. Because what Satan wants you to do is that God is not good. And God's mercies don't endure forever. But what you now sing back, in other words, I'm saying to you, it is not any song. It is a song of God's love. How much God loves me. You are returning to your first love that he first loved us. So you are singing back. You are good. And your mercy endureth forever. That's the person that came out of Egypt and they got to that place where there was no water and they should acknowledge and say, God, for you are good and your mercy endureth forever. You ever leave it to make intercession, you are not judging, condemn, and you're worshiping. Then the glory cloud begins to come. Look at 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20 to 25. And I close with this here. 20, 20 to 25. It says, And when they rose up early in the morning, now this is Jehoshaphat who was surrounded with armies. You shouldn't be thinking, what did I do wrong to cause these armies to come? Do you get what I'm saying? Look at what happened. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth to the wilderness. And when they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me. O Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe ye his prophets, so shall you prosper. And when they had consulted with the people, they appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise. Okay, today is even Thanksgiving. All right. Oh, okay. Praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army, and to do what? To say. Do you see they made it point down there? Praise the Lord for his what? Mercy endureth forever. The Bible says, and when they began, that song, same song that brought the glory down, to praise the Lord, at what point? When they began to do what? Sing. The same thing that was said there. And when they sang the glory, it says, ambushment against Ori, Amon, Ahab, Mount Sire. Verse 23. The Bible says, For children of Ammon stood up against inhabitants and utterly, and they began to destroy themselves. Verse 24. The Bible says, And Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness, and they looked unto the multitude, and behold, there were dead bodies falling to the earth, and none escaped. Now see, they exceeding abundantly above. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels, which they stripped off for themselves more, more, more than they could. That means they left some. More than they could do what? Carry away. All right? And they were what? Three days. Three days. Gathering gold. And it's just like you just keep seeing it. 
So you left the place. Same thing when he multiplied loaves. I said anywhere God shows a person his love, he does exceeding abundantly above. That is, when he came to Peter, it was more than Peter could carry away. Peter had to beckon to his what? Partners. In other words, you get so blessed, your brothers get blessed from that blessing, your cousins get blessed. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. It is more than you can carry away. And you didn't earn it. He gave you. And then he says, you go and do likewise to other people. That's why if after he done that, then you stop. You don't forgive somebody for what he did. God says, God says, what? You mean you didn't forgive for me? You mean you didn't forgive for me? Then there's a problem. Let me say this here. The patriarchs lived the scripture before the scripture was written. I hope you understand. It is what they lived that was recorded historically. How did they know what to do? After you experience the love of God, you know some things are just not right. Are you following me? You just know that strife, all these things are just not right. So we'll just take time in this Thanksgiving. And I want you to thank God for, listen, if, if, if you have any situation, target it. That the goodness and the mercy of God is being revealed in this. The love and the compassion of God for me as a person. A renovation of a house halfway looks terrible. An operation looks like a murder case if you meet them halfway. But at the end, then the good. The process looks disruptive, but it's a rearrangement for you to get more. You understand what I'm saying? Than you can. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word, and I declare that as we go into this time of worship and thanksgiving unto you, your glory will fill this house. People will receive from the realm of the Spirit tangible manifestations of your love where you exceed in abundant measure anything they have prayed about. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.